0: Well, 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 good people. Good morning out there. How are you this beautiful, beautiful day? February 2nd, 2020. 525,600 minutes in a year still ticking away. One month already gone. We are here in February. I hope that this finds you well-blessed and in your right mind with all of your faculties and enjoying your life. Once again, I want to thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. This is day two of what, uh, we put out in the country and the world as Black History Month, and again, I say that this is something that I celebrate basically every day, celebrating my blackness, (laughs) because, uh. I believe that it is to be celebrated. So many things going on in the world that uh, we could begin to talk about. I want to give a shout out again to the cast of The Wiz of Oz at South Orange Middle School. 70 kids and they're shining and doing well. Learning work ethic and consistency and what it means to put on a production with uh Young people ranging from first to eighth grade and learning empathy and patience and learning teamwork and this word consistency, being consistent. There's something about it. Uh, one thing that many people don't understand about, uh, I'll just say this for so the past 25 years, again, I have been doing primarily Broadway shows, but uh, I've worked in all areas of the entertainment industry. And consistency is the biggest thing that I've learned about doing eight shows a week. You can do one good performance and rejoice in it and, you know, celebrate it. But there's something about doing the same thing over and over again for the paying customer and always having a high level of consistency, meaning that I want to do it better than I did it yesterday. And I think some of these young children are learning with the four performances that they've done Is that, yes, you've done it once and you did it beautifully once, but now we've got to do it over and over and over again. And you've got to come out with the same type of energy, the same self-confidence, the same belief in yourself to give this audience what you gave the last one. Those little life lessons I hope go a long way with all of the young people who have been involved in this project since October. And a lot of people don't understand why you have this long rehearsal process. Why why do they have to be here this many hours on a Sunday? But when they see the end result, they hopefully will have more respect for the process. You cannot get to the finish line without a process. And I just wanted to shout that out this beautiful morning. There's something about uh, consistency. There's something about fight determination the human spirit, the human will, the human mind. Many, many times I've realized in my life that I limited myself in so many ways and forgot for a moment whom I was and whose I was. And sometimes people's negativity will get on you and in you and you've got to be able to shake that thing off. Now again, my ancestors went through many, many things, unimaginable acts that I can only, you know, close my eyes and self-visualize what that might have been like for them, some of the pains that they went through. And it makes me extremely sad. But even though some of them went through some pain, they still kept doing. They still kept still kept getting up, still kept doing, still kept trying to save their family, save their marriages, save their children, rebel. They did so many things. And sometimes I look at my life and I go, man, this thing is a little hard. Les Brown said something a while ago. He said, if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. And most of my ancestors did what was hard so that my life could be easy. That's deep, isn't it? Now I'm not saying I don't have hard times, because I do, but my hard times in comparison to what my ancestors went through in 16, 19, and beyond, almost 400 years of mental abuse, mental captivity. People believe what you tell them. And for many years, many people who look like me were told you are absolutely nothing. You mean nothing, I care more about a dog than I do you. As a human, how very hurtful that must be. They taught us self-hatred. And a lot of people, even in 2020, still hate on themselves by bleaching their skin to a lighter color because they are ashamed of their dark skin, their blackness. You feel it's more acceptable to be light skinned or white. For many of you who don't know, back in the day they did certain things as a uh, psychological warfare where they would even pin the slaves against each other. You see, they had what they called the house Negro and they had the field Negro. And the house Negro was the light skinned mulatto type, curly hair. And a lot of those. Enslaved people were raped by their slave masters, some of the women, and therefore they had mixed race babies. And some of those enslaved people would be in the slave master's house. And they would pit. Light skin against dark skin. I'm better because I'm in the house. I've got better clothes. I eat better food. You eat the slop and I eat the leftovers from the master's table. He taught this. And uh, unfortunately it has lingered on for many a generation. I've done a little bit of history about my own history. As I mentioned, I studied major world religions in college, and with that, studying in the seminary, you study world history, uh, which is a big part of the curriculum, and um, it's very interesting just how this whole thing came about. One day, I'm going to read the Willie Lynch papers in its entirety on here. So you can understand what the psychological warfare were that people were up against at that time and then still continue on in 2020 as far as mindset is concerned because people get entrapped in word. We hear and we learn through words when we read them, when we hear them, correct? I think so told you I was going to bring you some poetry of uh, my mother in law, D. Freeman. Shout out to D. Freeman. Brother Freeman, what's up? So, this is from poetry she wrote to On the Move, D. Freeman. Poetry she wrote to On the Move. Excuse the sound of the book. D. Freeman, beyond emancipation, we've come. black history your history my history we gather to celebrate black history and successes we've made which are dear to me maybe also to you we gather to celebrate because over the years it's become the right thing to do we gather to celebrate our movement beyond that noted date of emancipation we gather to celebrate wholehearted love, brotherhood, cooperative participation. We gather to show appreciation for the brave souls who fulfill the covenant to move forward, never to relieve that despicable past. We gather to celebrate a time ancestors vowed to shake change from body soul and mind with the unique strength only they knew could toughen to last. We gather to honor an awesome people who bent to the lash, shouldered heavy burdens, birth auction block babies, yet survive years of demoralization, torture, hatred, that were never respected as they were. Men or ladies, we commemorate them because their strength has seeded past bitterness or resentment and flowed through years to fill us today with desires of hope, growth and empowerment, though not yet contentment. We gather not to shed bitter tears or sorrow or have a a pity party nor dwell on a need for revenge to erase memories of deceit, envy, hatred, and strife. We gather to celebrate and unite people as community, as one empowered to commemorate a lasting freedom from an evil and horrendous way of life. We gather under the same sky, moon, and stars with friends and families, community, and humankind as did courageous folk, of years ago we gather to uplift ourselves from ditches to straighten our bent backs this process shows success is many times much too slow we gather to raise our lowered eyes to condemn shameful servitude to raise attitudes to a new level of dedication, and participation with excitement, lifting our spirits to untold heights of hope, courage, pride, and determination. We gather today to celebrate brotherhood, sisterhood, life and love, health and wealth, liberty and prosperity, wisdom, and mostly truth and freedom. We gather as a community at this time to celebrate, elevate, and communicate to the world upon exactly what level we really begun, and somehow, some way, show with pride and enthusiasm just how far we all, as a united people through God's grace, just how far we've truly come. Long way, baby. Yeah, our history shows we've come a long way, baby. There will be. No going back That's not a maybe Yet, don't be fooled We've got a long way to go Don't you know? That is Poem by The great D. Freeman Beyond emancipation We've come a long A lot of people in this world do not understand why we should be celebrated, but understand if you really do your history, you will see or research your history, you will see that the darker brothers and sisters of the world built this country. And this is why I have to honor them. This is why name and legacy and things like that, they mean so much to us. This is why even in the home that I have, in the area that I live in, I take great pride in the home that I have. A lot of people say, well, why do you do your front lawn? Why don't you pay somebody to do it? Well, you know, I enjoy doing it because I have a certain type of pride. I'm proud that I'm able to actually be a homeowner in this country when so many people were redlined and told they could never buy property, that they could only live in this certain area. I am very grateful to my ancestors for all that they endured all of the beatings and all of the keeping your eyes down and not looking a person in their eye i'm very very grateful and indebted to them we gather this month collectively to celebrate a history that is proud and strong all of the brilliant inventors, all the things we use, which African-American hands and minds built, visualized, and brought forth to this world that we enjoy today. She says, we gather to show appreciation for the brave souls who fulfill the covenant to move forward. That's amazing. We gather to celebrate a time ancestors vowed to shake chains from body, soul, and mind with a unique strength only they knew could toughen to last. You've got to be a tough person, and I'm sure they were tough. I'm sure they went through some things and, but they break off and they broke off those chains of oppression, those chains of, It's sits deep, y'all. I won't get emotional on you. I'm gonna keep it together. But I, in my life, at moments have been beat. I know what it feels like to get a beat. There's a difference between getting a spanking and getting a beat. I can only imagine when you're getting lashes and beat because you're not doing exactly what you're told when you're told. How embarrassing it must have been to get lashed in front of your entire community. They would break down the men, the strongest men in the tribe, they would break them down. One day I'll talk about some of the ceremonies that used to go on specifically for the black men in in the communities that were enslaved. I am grateful for this podcast that I can bring a little bit of light to some things that many people just sweep on the rug and act as if it never happened. I will take my children to the African-American History Museum in Washington, D.C. A lot of people say it's a lot. It's a lot to handle the chronological order of our people and what some of them went through. And also there is another place I want to take my children. I have to think of what state it's in where they have the actual memorial of and all the names of all of our ancestors whom happened to have been hanged, lynched. It's very deep. I am forever grateful. I am forever grateful that I have lived 46 years here on this earth when a lot of people said I would be gone by the time I was 18. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for the experiences. I'm grateful that I've been able to procreate here and leave a greater version of myself with my two children. And I pray that they have better than me in every way, shape, and form. And I pray that one day they can really grow up in a world where people really don't judge them for their color I hope that comes with this generation I hope that they can break away from the cycle of monotonous unnecessary stuff let's just say that but I'm grateful to you for listening I hope that some of this may open up your mind to something a little different. I've experienced all type of cultures, I've traveled the world, I've been to Italy, I've been to Germany, I've been to Paris, I've been to so many beautiful places and experienced so many different cultures and it's amazing sometimes when I would leave this country how well I was treated as an artist. Come back here and people would just make me feel like I'm absolutely nothing. And in many ways they still do. And it's okay. I'm a big boy, I'll make my way through this life. But it's amazing how you can leave a place you're from. And people not know you strangers and they treat you well because you're just a person to them. Maybe some of them do see color. I don't know if they do, if they don't, maybe I don't want to be naive in this. I think of all the artists who came before me who would have to go to Germany or, or Paris and get their just due as artists and come back here to America to perform and have to go in the back door because they were dealing with Jim Crow and segregation. You can play in my club, but you can't eat in my club. If you're gonna eat, you're gonna eat in the kitchen. You are not gonna eat out here with my paying customers. You're good enough to entertain, but you're not good enough to sit amongst us and think you're equal to us. This was real. This happened in this country. And we have to be mindful of that. Every stage door I walk in, I walk in with great pride. Every time I've been able to walk into a stage door, especially in New York City, I walk in with great pride and so many people judge me as I do walk in the door even still. I remember one time I was followed to the sign-in board. I won't mention what show I was in. I was followed to the sign-in board by a gentleman who was uh, a doorman. And my name is on the list. He knew the cast was coming into the building. And this man judged me. I guess by the way I looked didn't feel like I didn't belong there. And I signed in with great pride. I didn't acknowledge the fact that he was following me. How hurtful. But I did it anyway. With a smile. Went right to my name, Dwayne Clark. Bold black letters. Put DC next to it with a happy face. Yes, I belong here whether you think I do or not. You deal with a lot of stuff in this life. And I know a lot of you deal with things on a daily basis. But I hope that our history can help us to gain strength, to make it through. And this is not only just a black history lesson, but this is a life lesson. This is a humankind lesson. Most of my ancestors just wanted to be treated as a human being many people didn't even think my ancestors were human beings and that is very very sad it is very deep it goes way back and we'll do a history lesson one day on the Greeks and the Romans and the empires and how they actually felt about leadership and what that meant and how we actually ended up in the place that we have dealing with people's theologies and ideologies and philosophies right it's deep and it goes a long way we are proud people I am a proud African American man proud that I can get on here and one or two people hear my voice and can make a difference in some way shape or form I hope that today is better than your yesterday I hope you can encourage yourself, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am, I belong, I will be, I see all of these great things for myself. I am in agreement with success. I am in agreement with prosperity. I am all of you under the sound of my voice. You are great. You are beautiful. You are kind. You are loving. Don't let anybody tell anything different. I experience so much of this negative thing and it's amazing people don't even know that they carry negativity with them they bring it in the room it's all over their bodies and their faces but we rise above it and I bid all of you grace peace joy and love and if you're hurting, I hope that some of this in this month and in my podcast can provide some type of healing for you in some way, shape or form. And I speak that over your life. I speak healing over your life. I, my mother fell and broke her hip this past week and was sitting with her and praying with her that her surgery went well, that I was telling her to speak greatness over herself, to speak life over herself, to speak healing over herself. That's what she taught me to do. And I wanted to remind her of that. And she's in rehab and I'll be there this week after this show goes down and she has successful surgery. And now she's in rehab and we'll have to get her back walking and keep her mind fresh, Uh, keep having conversations and stories. Maybe I'll try to bring an interview about some of her history dealing with some of the riots that happened in Newark in the 60s, her and my dad both. Maybe I'll do that for you all have a little history lesson about the Newark riots. Again, I hope you have a great day. And uh, thank you for choosing to to subscribe to this podcast. Got a little tongue-tied there. There's always something, isn't it? Thank my sponsors, so very much. And I hope, again, that you have a beautiful day, that you go out and be the change that you want to be, that you smile, you take yourself out to lunch, breakfast, dinner. You get yourself that many petty. You get yourself that massage that you need. Take care of yourself so that you can give back the way that you want to on this great earth. And I will talk to all of you a little later.